I'm a professional. I'm a professional. I keep hearing everybody say they're a professional. You ever you heard of Hamadad? <laughs> I have no idea what that reference is. That's from fucking uh, Man on Fire. Where he's oh, like, where he sticks I hated that the guy's ass. You hated that movie? You hated that movie? I hated Why? That. Why? It was more um, Black Savior. I can't stand those movies. Nigga, you must hate Hollywood then. <laughs> uh, pretty much. <laughs> no, but those movies I can't. Either White Savior <laughs> or Black Savior, I can't do it. I don't want to see nobody saving anybody. Save your own race. <laughs> I'm not a race saver, okay? I don't save people. I don't save people of other races. Either yeah. you're Puerto Rican or black. After that, you're, you're shit out of luck. If you're a white person hanging from a building, then don't then send um, Bruce Willis. This is a new motherfucking intro. Cause someone don't want their voice on the show. So now we have a new motherfucking intro. Welcome to Decoding 40. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? It's another episode of Decoding 40. Come join us for another come join us for the come join us for the next hour as we get into some fly ass. You need some more time? Yeah, give me a second. Welcome back to another amazing episode of Dakota 40. I'm going to be your host this week, Vincent Perez. Sit back, chill, sip on something or whatever you have. Maybe smoke something. It's on you. And uh, sit back and listen to us. I mean, I know we come out early in the morning on a Friday, but hey, some people wake and bake. Anyway. Don't blame us for you for getting fired and written up, okay? Right. <laughs> yeah. That was a shot. shot at 635 a.m. on a Friday. Get hey, going. Sometime, sometimes you get a short. And a goddamn pot, you get a goddamn uh, IPA, all right? And you roll up a joint there. Uh, <laughs> again, welcome back to another episode of Dakota 40. I'm joined this week and every week by. It is your boy L.O. AKA Double Dog. That's what I'm drinking tonight. Oh, all right. This is Allery. That's what's up. That's what's up, people. So, um, as usual, before we get into all of the. Uh, Niceties. Just want to remind you guys to give us a call at 619-940-4040. That is the number to call to leave a message. You can text us. All right. We still got the movers or whoever the fuck they are who keep calling us. We want the listeners. Call. Let us know if you like the show. If you don't like the show, give us suggestions, whatever. You know what I mean? We'd love to hear from you. So as usual, we have the check-in. And uh, who wants to check in first? Last week, I decided to go into the office and... It happened to be a fire drill, but turns out it was more than a fire drill because there was no fire. And obviously there was, uh, well, obviously there was no fire and there was really no drill. This chief decides to give us a base, uh, a short lecture on all things that could possibly happen um, that could wind up uh, killing you. And he ends it with a... Was his name Bill by chance? <laughs> I didn't catch his name. But it's let possible. me show you something. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> Let's suppose. <laughs> Let's suppose. Let's suppose you're just sitting there, and someone comes along, you know, and happens to be you putting something in the microwave. I'm like, Mr. Fire Marshal, 
uh, could we stick to what this uh, agenda was supposed to be about? But he was all over the place. It was some good tips, I guess. And I'll share one. If you're ever in doubt as to what you would do, think about what you would tell either a child or someone that you really love in that moment. Mm -hmm. So if it's, should you run? Would you tell a child to run in that moment? Should you hide? So whatever you would tell a child is exactly what you should do. Because a lot of times when people are in that situation, adrenaline is running and obviously fear is a factor. But if you can take a moment just to think, if I was talking to a child, what what, what would I tell them to do? And then you take that action. I thought that was good. Uh, yeah, but now you have another layer. You're like, now I'm like, okay, what do I do? Okay, let me think like a child. What yeah. would I tell a child? Okay. Uh, 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 you could have just ran. Uh, right, but maybe running was not what you should be doing because if it's an active shooter, you should not run. Oh, I thought we were talking about fire. Whatever it is, you have to take a moment to assess what's happening. Of course. You know, what would I tell a baby? Go, go, gaga. <laughs> Duck, baby. Go, go, gaga. Tell the baby to hide under the sink. Well, I didn't know it was all forms of emergency. Yeah. Yeah, I all mean, forms of emergency. I don't think that's what's going to come to mind in that scenario was what would I tell a child? Well, it will now because I've I've shared it with you. It will not. Absolutely will not. <laughs> it will not interfere with my thinking. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be as reckless as hell. Because if I'm by myself, it's all, it, hey, it's every man for himself. But Which if is, you're with. Which is funny. Have you guys seen a movie called Force Majeure? Um, and then there was a remake with Julia Dreyfus and what's the Anchorman guy? Will Ferrell. They did a remake. It's called Downhill. I started watching it, but my wife was yelling at the kids. I couldn't enjoy it. But anyway, there's a part in the movie where there's a, they're sitting on the balcony of the ski resort. And there's an avalanche that was uh, created by the people who worked there to level out the snow. And apparently they had over uh use too much too much uh explosives and the snow goes over into the resort and the father leaves the family wh where they're the ones who get covered in snow and he bounces and he, then he comes back and is like y'all good so <laughs> i say that to say I think a lot of people will respond that way, but hopefully they won't leave their kids in, in a perilous situation or potentially perilous situation. Nah. But getting back to um, Fire Marshal, what was his name? I didn't I didn't catch his name. Let's call him Bill. One of the things that I struck me was this was the first time I had ever received instructions on an active shooter mm. situation. And then it, it occurred to me that my kids have already had this training and they've been having this training. I actually talked to a coworker who didn't even know what was going on. She stumbled into the conversation and she stumped, she walked in just about when we started talking about active shooting and I saw her face and she looked like, what the hell did I just walk in on? And it's, I think it's, it's shocking, particularly people who are over 35, over 40, because we really haven't had to deal with that. And it's wild because it's such a prevalent part of our lives. But in my mind, my training has all come through living in Brooklyn in the 80s. You know what to do. Exactly. That PTSD is going to kick in. <laughs> right. It's going to kick in immediately. Yeah. And I remember one time we were at we were, in, we were in Philly at the Greek Fest and shooting just erupted out of nowhere towards the end of the, uh, the day. And my boy Tamuno was on crutches, was running faster than everybody in the park. <laughs> 
So he was from Philly and he knew the deal. He was like, I'll deal with this brand later. And it, it was funny also for me because she was a white woman, but she and she had never really dealt with that. And we were talking about it and I said, I'll be honest with you. I am a black man in America. I am inundated with fear in this country. So I have to think my um, cat like reflexes, nigga. <laughs> right. I'm Spider-Man. Listen, every black man is Black Panther, right? <laughs> right. Without all the suit. Exactly. Right. <laughs> I told a lot of I I naturally think and move certain ways when I'm in certain spaces just because I've dealt with a lot of stuff. And I I didn't go into details, but and I've talked to you guys about this before. When you see something like a murder suicide in front of you, that changes your perspective about what can possibly happen in front of you. So this this idea of staying safe and keeping your head on a swivel that is embedded in my DNA. But it was just weird standing there listening to someone having to talk to us about the potentiality of someone coming into the office and you having to have a game plan to deal with it, like either hide under your desk, pretend that you're dead, you know, pull your electronics out so they don't beep and pull uh, bring attention to you. Like these are wild things that have to consider in your office versus we us actually as a country taking a look at the gun laws. And trying to tamper down and mi- mitigate gun violence, you got to get. You, the you know what's crazy? As much violence as as we've been witness to and we've heard of growing up in New York, that is a different level. I couldn't imagine being in a situation like you're just going to the grocery store, mm. and what happened in Buffalo goes down. There's no prep for that. If we go to if we go to a function now and we see a lot of young guys waving your flags. Point. I see your point. We're sort of prepared for that. We know when we, there, if there's a potential, running, yes, we are. Right? <laughs> right, 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 right. We already know once you see one person running, we're all going, right? Booking it. But the idea of, a, of someplace that we've deemed safe, like church or supermarket, even work, that's a whole nother level. Right, Son. that might be a, a, a another depth of scar, and like I, I maybe I would not I, that be that would be my panic. I think. How, how about how about just being just finished performing at a comedy club and just sitting there minding your fucking business, and the motherfuckers outside start shooting that shit up? I wasn't expecting no shit like that. That's the but, craziest shit in the world. You feel helpless. Yeah, but you were in a chicken helpless. shop though. To be fair, yeah. listen. In the hood, in the it was it was in the hood, but it was a comedy show. It's like I wasn't slinging cracks; I was slinging jokes. Nigga. Like, why are they shooting? A comedy show in the hood, because anything could happen, and you you knew that. But no, you not probably that. made jokes about that when you went in. Right? No, no, no. I was thinking, why am I in the chicken spot? But I wasn't thinking there's gonna be bullets shooting. Gonna, I didn't think it was gonna be a shooting. I didn't think that. You didn't think it was impossible. It ain't, I it, ain't a, it ain't a supermarket. I, I, it's still gunfire. What are you talking about? I'm saying oh, yeah. the, the level yeah. of, of, of how safe you felt in that space okay. is well, not the same I as when you went to the supermarket. This is true, but I did feel safe enough to think it's a comedy show and shootouts normally don't happen, especially a small comedy show. Maybe that's Listen. probably why the odds went up. I don't know. But comedians <laughs> are under fire, literally. Well, this was years ago. This is before the whole Chris Rock shit. But. No, listen. You, we talked about Aerie Spears last week. I just saw a video that reminded me when he got punched in the face when he was sitting on uh, oh yeah on uh, Holcomb's show. So who comedians been uh, 
one of the hosts. Oh, yeah, wow. I'll send it, it to you after the show. I'll send you it to you off after record. It's it's crazy to think. I mean, it's difficult to reclaim spaces that, you, like you said, in our mind create safety. Mm-hmm. But we have to be cognizant that at any point in time that they could quickly become terroristic situations. Hell yeah. That's true. Yo, on the real, like, well, I'll, I'll talk about it in my check-in later, but that event I went through this weekend, like, in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, there's a lot of people here. This is right, Pennsylvania. We're in a big-ass field. I know their gun laws are very lax here, and this is a this is like, quote-unquote, a peaceful type of an event, and there's always some knucklehead. So you, in large spaces like that, yeah, you think. Yeah, I know my, my I know my head was on a swivel the whole fucking time because I'm like I don't know what I don't know these people. After right. we had the two events on the train, the, the one when the uh, the the finance uh, businessman was shot, mm-hmm. and the guy that um, was just letting off in the uh, what was it the R train or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. My anxiety was up because w- particularly I had to go to Canal Street Station, mm-hmm. so I'm like, all right. I, I remember having to talk to myself like, all right, first of all, calm down. All right. Secondly, just make sure that you have your wits about you and yes. you're just, you know, being cognizant and clear and, and, and being vigilant about the people who are on this car with you. Ironically, I don't honestly, I'm going to move loud. If you talk loud on the train, I'm moving to the next car. I think I was more freaked out by the poop slapper. <laughs> I don't know if you remember that. It was a I guy who slapped a woman in the face with his with poop. A turd? Right. Yes. Oh my God. Now, now, uh, yeah, I feel like I can see that coming, and I have I can deal with that. I can't you, deal you with someone just letting bit. off a couple of rounds in the car yeah. because there was a dude on the train the other day, and he was like, "Oh, so nobody on this train got a dollar? Mm-hmm. Now I could be robbing somebody, but I'm not. I'm asking for it now. Now I'm like, all right. Now you're trying to strong arm niggas, right? Now, now, now you have become problematic in my mind. Yeah. So you need to stay on that side of the car." Because if you walk over this and he's, he got into this confrontation with some dude who apparently thought uh, what he said was funny, because, I mean, it is comedic on some level that, yeah. you know, a bum is threatening <laughs> people he's trying to ask for money from. I get the comedy. in it. Uh, uh-huh. I can't afford a gun. But if I right. Could, right. If I'm going to throw this penny at you so fucking hard, son, <laughs> it's going to split your wig, son. But so he got he gets in this guy's face and I'm thinking like, man. Immediately, I hope people don't. I think Chappelle did a show a joke about this about people looking at black people as they're the heroes. I don't want people to look at me like I'm the hero because I'm not. I I have a duty to hero. save a few people <laughs> who revolve in my life. Hmm. None of them happen to be on this car, <laughs> so <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It's every man for himself. Right. If you don't have your children with you or your wife with you, it's like right. It's them. like. Or somebody that's really close yeah, to me yeah, that I exactly, love. That, like, exactly. Then, uh, exactly. This and like I true. said, none of them are on this car with me. So <laughs> yeah, you're out of luck. So the other other thing I wanted to share was um, I had a funny experience. It was the first time my wife was getting her hair braided over the weekend. So she goes to one of the, literally there's a thousand braiders on 125th Street. Mm-hmm. I think there are more braiders on 125th Street than there are liquor stores in New York City. Like they're the shops is just crazy. So I she asked me to bring her a, a sweater and something else. So I, I bring I walk up the three flights, which reminded me that I need to get back on the Peloton because walking up three flights of stairs was like, yo, 
oxygen. <laughs> <laughs> this trip needed to come with a tank. So I get there. I walk in. You can hear women just loudly talking. Soon as I open the door, it gets quiet. And you could just feel like all I could feel all the eyes just staring at me like, what is he doing in here? Who is this nigga? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And so a lady. Talk. Yeah. Yeah. It was just way too. It was like this testosterone. Get it out of here. So I couldn't wait to get out of here. And then a woman was trying to talk to me and I made some awkward joke on my way out. My wife looked at me like, what? <laughs> Because <laughs> the woman was like, oh, this is my sister. Take get, take good care of her. She's my, oh, she's my, she said she's my favorite customer. I said, well, she happens to be my favorite wife. And I only have one. <laughs> so everybody like stopped again. And I'm like, I'm joking. Like, you know, I got to have my hands up. And you only have one wife? <laughs> you lazy. You lazy <laughs> right. bastard. Uh -huh. <laughs> right. I hope so, you are paying. Uh, for, I hope you are paying for the bread. Okay, <laughs> you are a piece of shit, eh? She should have diamonds on her hands. You only Listen, have one of them. Chop his dollar. Chop his dollar. <laughs> <laughs> so I couldn't wait to get out of there. So I did. Then she had the audacity to call me for more hair, and I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, there's no way I'm going back in there. Yeah. All right. On my way out. Um. I want to shout out this uh, double IPA that I'm drinking tonight. It's called Double Dog. It is absolutely delicious. It tastes like caramel. Um, it feels like golden vagina. It is It is absolutely delicious wow. and um, velvety smooth. And uh, I completely, absolutely encourage this and recommend wow. it. And on that note, this is my check-in. This is Leon, and I am done speaking. Decoding 40. Uh, Rick, uh, you want to go next? Yeah, I, I'd like to get some of that beer. Some of that beer. <laughs> I like Only beer. China beer. <laughs> I want some China beer. I like that GV beer. <laughs> that, that, that reminds me, I saw a post on, uh, on Reddit today. I think it's someplace in Austria. They have vagina flavored chips. What? No, sir. If it's potato not chips. Badu, vagina flavored so. potato chips. Throw it back. I'm like, uh, whose vagina? Is it supposed to be this tangy? <laughs> I think they're trying to they're trying to they're trying to discourage uh you know oral sex Ship in that country. No, I, oral sex. It just sounds like a bad idea. You're not gonna yeah, it's, discourage it's oral idea. sex. Because it's like who's you know, some random vagina yeah, I don't, in your mouth. I mean, I guess it's from a novelty perspective. It's yeah, it's catchy, They'll never but... make dick flavored chips. They will never make dick flavored potato chips because not a single woman would buy that i i don't know it's weird anyway i don't have much in the check-in it was great to see you guys this weekend and to grab a little brunch and chat yeah, we got to do that more um, often man yeah I know. yeah yeah we do. <laughs> i mean it just seriously it, it definitely needs to happen more yeah. often mm -hmm. um and um i don't know if you noticed the headphones that i was wearing around my neck yesterday I got a brand new pair of Beats headphones, wireless Bluetooth. And the way that I acquired them was that they used to belong to my wife. Uh -oh. And last week, I think I was away last week, and my wife tells me, oh, something's wrong with my headphones. And I was like, okay, did you try this? Did you try that? It doesn't work. Screw it. I'm buying a new pair of headphones. So over the weekend, I decided, let me look at these headphones, see what's going on. I just plugged them in. 
to charge. And then four hours later, I was like, I was like, oh, babe, can I have these? And you should have seen the look on her face. She's like, wait, how did you fix them? What did you do? I was like, I just plugged them in. It's magic. Yo, she was, magic. She did not want to give me those headphones. And really? I, like, I thought yeah. she already bought some. She did. But she was mad that she bought a new pair and the old pair there was nothing wrong with them. They just she just needed a little patience. But my wife has zero patience with Oh, them. well. That's why I even decided to take a second look at them because I know that she was like, <laughs> I, I won't That's charge. You said, I acquired them. The yeah, I got it. He said, I acquired yeah. them. Yeah. So <laughs> I got a new pair of Beats uh, by Dre, which I ordinarily <laughs> wouldn't. <laughs> you know, Thanks, the, the Bluetooth Beats by Dre. I ordinarily would not have bought these headphones because I don't think the sound quality is that great, but free sounds amazing. Oh, free sounds yes. amazing. Freeze, free sounds the best. Uh huh. Can I tell you? I bought, I replaced my AirPods because um, I mistakenly left them in my sweatpants and put them in the uh, washer. So I'm, I, I go to Best Buy and I look online first, and I'm thinking, oh, they got a sale for eighty dollars for some AirPods. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna jump on that. Turns out the eighty dollars was just for the case. <laughs> so now you got two cases. <laughs> uh, no, so to buy the um the new set was $140. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm at the line and I feel compelled at this point to just be like, all right, I'll just get the 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 AirPods because I didn't want to walk away because I, I had already built myself up to get them. So I'm like right. at that point. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so um I wish I had uh Got them for eighty dollars or for free, but yeah, and the sound is not that good. I was about to ask you that. Mm-hmm. The way that they fit in the air doesn't seem like it would sound that no. great. Like I, I, I got a pair of um. As a matter of fact, I'm wearing them. Uh, what was it Hardman Cardins? And the sound for these are amazing. So going back to the AirPods is like <laughs> these things are trash. It mm-hmm. sucks. But you know which I airphone headphones that I highly recommend is the free ones you get off your wife because <laughs> oh every time every time he's gonna love this those stuff. free by dre's are wonderful now you know what's gonna happen whenever she has something that doesn't work she's going to be hesitant to give it to you at this point but she's going to try several things to make it work and it still won't work because she's impatient yeah she's still going to give it to you and it's going to work with you because you're going to take that extra step i mean most of the electronics that she has like i really have no interest in i honestly didn't even want these headphones (laughs) but but my headphones just happened to have broken on my last trip Uh, i was like well let me just investigate Got Otherwise, it. if if mine worked, they probably just went. They would have went in the trash. But now I know, I'll just be like, "Oh, sorry, honey. Maybe you should just get a new one. Then, uh, <laughs> <laughs> fix it." Stupid, man. Yeah, and just blur that on her downloading stream so yeah. she doesn't hear that part. Everybody else can hear it. <laughs> Love you, honey. <laughs> um, uh, let's see what else. What else is going on? Yeah, nothing really that interesting. I was in Richmond, Virginia last week for a few days. Any good food in Richmond? Uh, you know what? I did discover a, a, an area in Richmond. It's called Scott's Pass. Scott's. 
I think it's called Scott's Pass or something like that. It's a neighborhood that used to be sort of run down that's now going through its own gentrification. So everything is sort of like new. So there's a lot of like new restaurants and stuff. And it was an actually interesting area. Like It made me look at Richmond like, hmm, could I live here? But it's six hours away from New York. It's not close enough because it's not that cool. Like it either has to be far or close enough to New York. You know what I mean? It's sort of that midpoint. Yeah. But it would make no sense because it's like there's nothing. I mean, no. like you don't vacation in a, in, a, in another city. I think you have to be in nature or you have to be at the beach or I think that's I where Richmond you had to be. Outside. Richmond is locked. Is landlocked? Yeah, I don't yes. think Richmond has a beach. Richmond is no. landlocked. Oh, all right. Yeah, that wouldn't make sense. Uh, yeah, I would. I, you know, that that ain't the city. There are a lot of lakes. There are lakes in Richmond. My wife's aunt lives in Richmond, outside of Richmond in the suburb, and um, it's uh right behind a house is a lake. So they have like a lot of lakes and streams and shit like that. But there's no beaches. Is it man-made lake or is it natural? Lake? I don't. I don't know. It might. It might have been an old quarry because there's a lot of those quarry lakes uh, in those areas down south. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm I'm not sure if it was man-made or not. Because I mean, you look around, you're like, you see the potential because things are so much cheaper mm-hmm. than in New York. And you see some cool things you could do. Like there was this old gas station that would make an incredible like studio or some sort of multimedia center. And I think it was like the building in the land was like 300 grand or something. Wow. You can, you can, I don't, I don't even think you get a, you can get a studio apartment in New York for 300 grand. Not even probably like it, a half a million dollars now. It, it, it'll be way out on the island or something. Um, and that's pretty much it. That's my check in. Um, actually, that Richmond part wasn't that interesting. So if you need to save time, you feel free to touch that up. <laughs> I was just talking to talk, really. I was trying to talk. Uh, <laughs> would pop but uh <laughs> i was talking it into being fun what's good people this is alaric if you like the show then make sure you subscribe to decoding 40 on ig facebook youtube tiktok twitter tumblr reddit um tumblr did i say tumblr fluid that's new it's brand new just came out fluke etsy pinterest friendster hamster ex hamster oh wait that's my private account don't follow that well it's been kind of slow this week i mean other than you know uh doing the we did all the walls in the basement all the walls are up right now and now i have to start sanding and all last week we finished putting up the basement and then we did the um putting the laying the mud and and then taping it and then the next day I saw the sanding. Now, I knew it was going to create a lot of dust. But believe me when I tell you, I had enough dust on the floor to probably make a kilo worth of cocaine. That's how much dust was every. It was just dust everywhere. <laughs> and I luckily I laid down all the plastic bags and I when before I came down here today, everything is covered in plastic now. So, you know, I I did the sanding I just went online today to order. Uh, I'm going to rent a, a tool from Home Depot that actually it's a vacuum. So while it sands, it vacuums into a, a canister somewhere. So yeah. I don't have fucking, you know, 40 inches of, of, of uh, dust down here. So that was that was all my last week, you know, pretty much my Wednesday through Friday, just putting up walls and sanding stuff. And it was just a lot. 
But Saturday, my wife got these tickets to Nightlight. Uh, if you look it up online, look up Nightlight events. And what they do is they're, they're a company or an organization or whatever they are. They'll have live music. They'll have like food trucks there. And then there's, they're either letting off light, you know, uh, lighted lanterns into the sky or they have the type of lanterns you can put on the water. Uh, and we went to an event like this probably pre-COVID that happened in mm -hmm. Jersey City. But we drove up to Pocono Raceway. Raceway Park. I think that's the one that's Raceway Park. But <laughs> we drove up there and there had to have been at least, I would take a rough estimate of about four to 5,000 people up there. Mm. And it was huge, right? And they had live music and everything else. And then at about 8.30, when it was dark, everybody lit up their lanterns. And I, I tell you right now, if you've ever been to something like this, it's 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 spectacular. And, and anybody who's been to something like this, any listeners who've been to something like this can concur. It's just really, really, it's just crazy to see. Now, if you haven't done it, it's a great thing to do. Uh, you, you know, they give you these lanterns. Uh, Where in Pennsylvania was it? It's in the Pocono Raceway. It's um yeah, just look up Pocono Raceway, and that's where it was. It, it was it wasn't on the racetrack itself. It was the outside of the track. There's like a large piece of land just surrounding it, and they just had it. They had a stage. They had live music. That you know they had food, funnel cakes, all of you know carnival types you know foods, and you know it was just a beautiful sight to see like these thousands of lanterns just leaving you know uh, the grounds going into the sky. And you get to you get the lanterns. You can write something on it if you want it, you know, a, a memorial to somebody. Mm. Uh, but it was really, really a dope event, man. And, you know, when you kind of like focused on getting this thing to fill up with hot air and, you know, I was trying to get this thing and I'm focused and I'm looking and it finally starts to float. And then when I put my head up and looked in the sky and saw all of those lanterns, that shit kind of chokes you up. It's just so if you think about all of the messages and things that people put on those lanterns and, and, and hopes and dreams and shit like that. And it's full all, all as far as the eye can see. It's just a dope event, man. You know, maybe I'm getting old and sensitive in my age, but it was beautiful, man. Fuck you. If you don't like it, <laughs> it's, it sounds like uh, you need a Geritol. Yeah. <laughs> Stick to Geritol. You. You'll be all right. Uh, uh, fuck the both of you. Um, <laughs> but it was, uh, but it was a no, it was a dope event. Um, sensitive side of Vin. Yeah, it was nice. It was nice. It was a beautiful thing, man. And uh was it a beautiful thing? thing? You said beautiful like five times during Yeah, it was. It was really a beautiful thing, man. It really yeah. was. I enjoyed nice. myself. I I you know uh how beautiful I, was it? Uh, it was like almost being in a spaceship and all the was stars it passing you. or beautiful. It was both. <laughs> It was spectacularly, spectacularly beautiful. It was spectacularly beautiful. Okay. Got it. All right. Fuck you. Yeah. And he was uh, fantastically well. <laughs> it it sounds a hella white, but as, I'm glad you enjoyed it. It was. It was. It, it, no, there was. There was. It was a mixed crowd. A lot of people were there. A lot of people no, no. I'm I'm sure all the black people were having a hell of a white time, and you all sound like. You were. <laughs> I'm just saying. Would you look at those lanterns? <laughs> nah, it was. It was dope. It was dope. It was fucking dope. You know. You need some white experiences in your life every, one, every once That's in a while. Funny, this is that's exactly how I would describe it. We have yeah. a fantastically oh. white experience. <laughs> I'd even have, listen, I, I, I thought about wearing my khakis and I didn't. But um, then Sunday, you know, we all linked up and uh, had uh, lunch, which was is always a good time. I think, uh, you know, to reiterate what you said earlier, we definitely have to do that more often. 
because it's a good time, you know, and we need to get out the house. And I think what, what it is, is that we all still kind of have this kind of COVID hangover. Yeah. And you, you know, you, you don't, you'll, you'll go places, but you don't really want to travel too far from the nest. You become so comfortable being indoors that you go, ah, do I want to go out? Do I don't want to go out? But you, but once you get out, like you got to kind of, sometimes you got to force yourself to do it mm-hmm. and just get out the house and, 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 and have some fun, man. And that's basically it. I mean, uh, you know, the rest of the week I'll be, you know, sanding the floor, sanding the walls like fucking, you know, Daniel's son in Karate Kid, which right. has been on fucking every day for the last week. I've been Dude, Karate Kid. Go to Home Depot tomorrow morning and get this over with. What yeah. are you torturing yourself for? I'm not torturing myself. I'm learning. I'm learning skills and I'm having, you, you know, you, you, you learn learning skills that you said that you do not want to continue using. <laughs> Listen, it doesn't matter. I'm I'm already in. I'm already I'm already in. And and the hard work is done already. Like the walls and shit are already up. Everything no, else. Every is hole in. is filled. You're choking. Yes. You're choking no, no. on plaster. But I wear I'm wearing a mask. Listen, I, d- that don't, mask listen. is not working. Listen, Man, my, have I, you learned nothing from the pandemic? It's my enjoyment. I'm having all fun. right. It doesn't sound like it, but if you insist, I, listen. There's days when I don't want to do it, but when I'm in the middle of doing, listen, I, I've been out of work for the last year, so like I need something to do. Like this is as much as as annoying as it could be. It is work. It's it's busy work, and then after I'm done, I can look and say, "Wow, what an accomplishment! I paint the walls the color I want to paint them." And then you guys will come over, and be like, "Your basement's really cool, Vin," and I'll be like, "Yeah, let's have a moment, and we'll pull out beers and we'll drink, and we'll have a good time." And we'll all that's be not going to happen, Ben. Yeah, I, think, I don't even think we're going to notice. <laughs> it looked like it looked before. What's the big deal? Yeah, yeah, yeah. fuck all of you. <laughs> <laughs> all right, and that's my check-in, uh, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I know you thought last week was bad, but let me tell you about this week in racism. This week in racism, we have an Iowa teenager who killed her accused rapist is sentenced in order to pay $150,000. This is where it gets dicey. Piper Lewis, who is the young lady who actually killed the rapist, was abducted by this gentleman and was trafficked. So not only was she raped by this gentleman, she was trafficked by this gentleman when she was, I think, believe 15 years old. And she had an opportunity after she was raped to, I guess, get a knife and stab this guy, kill this gentleman. Now, she was looking at some years. They were looking at trying to give her 10, I believe 10, there were like two or three counts against her. They were trying to give her 10 years per count. They wound up suspending the sentence and gave her five years probation. But the kicker is they're making her pay $150,000 to the family, to the man's family that she killed, her rapist. Of course, Piper is black woman. Now, I don't know what the color of the uh, gentleman was. She's a child. Black child. child. Yeah, she's 17 years old. Excuse me. Now, I don't know the color of her rapist, but I'm going to take a guess that he might be white because his name is Zachary Brooks. I don't know too many black Zacharys. Black Zacks, unless, well, 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 hold up. What's the fucking power? I do know a Black Zach. I do know. And that's what, that's his nickname is Black Zach. Yeah. Black Zach. Yeah. Oh, I guess that's how it goes. So, yeah, I know a Black Zach. (laughs) Yeah. So your, your thoughts, gentlemen, is it, is it just a, I, I, I'm going to say it's a spit in the face. And that's, I think after she turns 18, she should sue 
whoever her lawyer was, for malpractice. The reason why she has to pay $150,000 in restitution is because she pled guilty. So it's sort of like if you have admitted to murder, you're, there's some required obligation to the person who's the family of the person who got murdered. Yeah, in that, in that state in particular, yeah. In that state in particular. So they thought they were doing her a favor by giving, getting her five years probation. But, you know, if there's any sort of running with the law in the next five years, she could possibly go to jail for 20. I think this was such a shitty deal that her lawyers need to be sued for malpractice. The absurdity that a, a young girl who was abused in her original home setting then gets taken by this man and is further abused and is prostituted and raped and assaulted by this man. And then now the system is pimping her out to pay his family. The, the level of absurdity and disgust that I have for this is it, it has no bottom. I know that part of the, I, the there's also the fact that she pled guilty, but the, the other piece is that the jury, um, I can't remember, I need to look at it again, but there was a sense that because her life wasn't in imminent danger. Oh, that was that was the judge. Yeah, mm-hmm. that that was a contributing factor to her guilt. And I'm saying to myself, you have a 15, 16 year old who is being terrorized every day, being raped, and finally figured out a way to end this torture. And we're saying as a country and as a society, well, you weren't in immediate danger. So you should have taken other steps to to remove yourself from the situation. And he was a white man. It's not it's it's not even as if we're asking the system to forgive her for murdering a random person based on her history. She murdered her perpetrator. Right, right, right. She murdered the person who was inflicting this harm on her immediately. You know, that was her chance. This whole thing just smells because, he, because he was sleeping. That just gave her the, the opportunity yeah. to make her make her as she did stab him 30 times. Well, but you know, I'm should've. saying, though, I mean, he can't move it. This, this is clearly. What it is. Maybe he kept my sit, stand still and he, he kept moving. Maybe she thought he was moving. Yeah. Listen, this this all smells of just this is this is like some slavery type of, you know, killing the master and then paying the master's family shit. It just it just reeks of something from like 18, whatever the fuck. It just seems like an, a ridiculous and old law that should not apply to her. It no, should it, not apply to her. Like, I don't even understand why we even were talking about this shit as far as her paying money to these people. It the reinforces the is, idea that this country hates black people. It despises black women, but yes. it will it will use black women as a resource and drain them dry. But anything that supports their humanity is discarded and thrown away as if it never even existed. Well, this is why I say her defense team was complicit. You don't allow this client with this history to plead guilty. Right. You take this shit to the jury because right. there's no way that a jury is going to hear this girl's story. Yeah. She's a child. Yes. Who's defending yeah. herself. Yeah. 
It's 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 yeah, another case heard, of the magical super negro. We've heard crazier stories of, of people using this defense of fighting for their life who hadn't had the history that she had. You know, to reiterate what El just said, it's the superhero magical negro in that, well, she, you know, black women are built differently and you know, she was already promiscuous. And and this is this is the thinking that the judge and well, the judge, the, anything, the judge didn't have anything to do with it because this her lawyers allowed her to take this plea deal. So it starts there. But they were complicit in this system. But why? hundred? But, but, but here's the thing. I would argue that they took this deal because they knew what they were facing, a system that did not see her as a credible victim. So if if if. If that's what you're facing, and I'm not saying that they did it on her behalf. I'm saying it because it made life easy for them. Yeah. Because if if I don't have to fight for this client who is already being seen as a less than virtuous victim, then it's it's let's get this off the books. She has to pay the 150. She won't go to jail, but she will be on the hook for five years. Now I can go to the uh to the golf course and play a couple of rounds. That's why I'm saying disposable. There's something something needs to happen to this attorney. Right, because if this is your daughter, you don't take that deal. You don't recommend that deal. You don't even think that that is an acceptable alternative to someone who has been victimized. And so, man, I mean, it really fucking breaks my heart for her. She doesn't have any relatives or anybody on her that because, you know, we already know she came from a fucked up home. Like, is there no is there no grandparent? There is no. Well, I, sibling I'm, or someone. I'm, that I'm assuming if there was a safe place for her to go, she would have gone there. Gone but she she home. ran away from an abusive home. I think it was a stepfather, or I think it was a stepfather physically abusing her. Sexually yeah, I, I can't I can't remember who the relative was, but she it doesn't was, matter. She left. Yeah, yeah. she left because, because she was of that abuse. Um, and let's be clear, she was 15 when she stabbed him. Yeah, that's the other thing. I mean, let's be really clear about what America is about. We have a white child who was co-ed at a school who potentially and most likely raped a girl now sitting on the highest court in the Mm -hmm. land. This is what America's about. At the same time, it will look at a child, a 15-year-old, 13-year-old black young girl Mm -hmm. who has been abducted and trafficked, sex trafficked, Mm -hmm. did. Trafficked. 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 Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, my brother, she was trafficked. Message. (laughs) And and she is now on the hook for $150,000. Where's QAnon? Why are they not marching in Iowa? Because this is America. Where are you? I thought you were protecting children. This is America. I thought you were about protecting children from being trafficked and being uh, brutalized and being abused. White children. Oh, now I see. Well, you know, there's there's one thing that I think good came out of this this story being so um, popular and being um, so publicized is that her GoFundMe went through the roof. And that $150,000 is not going to be a burden to her. That's good. For the rest of her life. I think they I think the first 24 hours they raised 338 million. I'm sorry, 338,000. I was going to say million. Oh. No, no, no. I threw I threw 40 bucks in there because uh, I just had to. No, it, link. I'm going to throw some cash to it, too. Yeah, me, do this. Do that to me. Yeah, send it to me as well. I, you know, one, I'm just glad that she's safe at this point and she was she was able to escape that 
situation. So many young black women don't. So many of them get discarded and, and thrown away as if they're garbage. And luckily she got away. And that's one positive thing in in this whole fucked up situation, because so many just don't, you know, um, that she gets the help that she needs. Yes. Because right now she might still be a ward of the state. She might yeah. Be- until she's 18. Yeah. Until she's 18. And hopefully, hopefully they, they, that money can help her go to college, the help that she needs or proper therapist, because she's definitely going to need that without question. I hope somebody's in her life to help with this guy. Well, I'm, I want to say this. Um, this is one of the quotes that came from the story. And I think despite what she's gone through, I think whatever spirit is burning inside her is sort of captured in uh, this quote. She said, my spirit has been burned, but still glows through flames. Hear me roar, see me glow and watch me grow. I am a survivor. If, if that's what's in her heart, she's going to be okay. She's got to just keep that focus because there's going to be a lot of bullshit, you know, unfortunately, but I wish her well. And um, fuck Iowa. I mean, you know, they get the uh, racist state of the week, I think. You are now listening to Decoding 40. What's good, people? This is your boy L.O.Dot, a.k.a. The Ad Man. If you like this show, then make sure you subscribe to Decoding 40 on IG, Facebook, YouTube, and TikTok. So next story we have here. This is a question more and more people, I guess, are asking nowadays uh, because, I mean, with COVID and everything else, the economy, how much longer will marriage exist is the question uh, we're raising today. How much longer will, mar- will marriage exist in so many different, um, there's so many different, I guess, facets of it, whether it's economic for just the fact that being married to one person is a problem. Uh, what say you guys? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what was the last one you said? Being married, said to, being married to one, to person, one person is a problem. Is a problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't mean I that. Think, in, I think you might want to. I don't mean to do that. No, no. That it, that it, that in 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 today's times is not seen yeah. as such of a, a add value to people's lives as it once was. When you we're talking about being married to one person, I, I think from an economic standpoint and also. Socially, people have changed their thoughts on sexuality. You know, it's more about feeling good as opposed to being with one individual. You know, so I think a lot of the social morals that mores that we're used to are changing. The norms are changing and it's going to then morph into something else. I don't think marriage the way we have it today is going to live or exist in the next 20 years just because the way the world is changing. Wow, you put it on 20 years? So you think by the time we're in our, I guess that would be what, about seven, sixties, that marriage will no longer exist the way we see it? Traditionally, no. I think it's going to change into something else. I, and beca- and I, think, I think what it's going to become is something for people who are wealthy to do. When, you say, to- when you're saying marriage, you're, you're saying all marriage. Yes. I think in a traditional sense, whether it's two, two, two men, two women, what doesn't matter. Two people coming together, I think. People right now, and whether you're gay or not, or, or gay or straight, I think people want to have the choice to be with other people and not be locked down by one person. And I think today's society is freer. I, I don't think it's going to be 20 years because you're going to have to do away with all Judeo-Christian, Islamic religion, any, any sort of religion, because that's that's how people are sort of geared towards whatever, however they're viewing marriage. They see it through that lens right now. 
So if you are a Christian, you if you're did you Christian, see it through that lens? Absolutely, I did. You I didn't see it through a religious lens. I think the the concept of marriage was brought to me through that lens. Absolutely, because it wasn't it wasn't an African lens. It was the Christian lens that my my parents taught me. That's I, I, the lens where that's the lens. I think it's a society who, thing too. Who gives you the rules of society? That's what your parents are teaching. No, no, I'm, I'm not. I'm not disputing that. I'm saying I think it, it's more than just religion. I think it's just we, it's been ingrained into us as a culture. Regardless of what your religion is, you, the, the the thing is, you get married, you have kids. That's the whole the 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 push, right? It doesn't matter what religion you're in. But I think that people well, in general does. are changing. It does because what we think of as traditional marriage is not the same universally. Some religions are you're allowed to have multiple wives. Some cultures you're allowed to have multiple husbands. Some cultures you're there is not a, a single. There's not just a man and a woman as the unit. It's, it's all right. So a let, let's let's narrow it down to saying traditional as we see it as. Well, that's America. what I'm saying. Well, yeah. what is tra- how did you come to this idea of tradition from your parents? But what I'm saying is and then right. and, whatever okay. their religious thing is. But I think it's I'm not disagreeing with you. I think it's more than religion, though. It's it's everybody wants to be married and have a kid. That's or yeah. whatever. I actually agree with what you're saying, Vin, because if you think about and you know what I'm thinking, 20 years might not be so um out of bounds because if you think what what's happened in terms of the push for gay marriage that's been in the last 10 years so to think what might change in the next 20 years is not out of bounds that it could be substantially different than what we see right now and the societal impact and influence on marriage is definitely there as well as the religious kind of foundation for marriage but i tend to think that marriage is not only a cultural institution, but also a financial one. And I can't help to think that as the financial pressures on people continue to mount, that they have to reconsider what marriage is going to look like in their lives. Are they going to get married at all? Or is it going to be polyamorous where multiple people are in the household contributing to the better uh, good of everyone who lives or is connected to what is now the family unit? I think it's going to be more than 20 years before that is the norm. I mean, you could think that, but I'm just saying what we think might not move in a very revolutionary pace might kind of shift on a, a dime. When when you start when you start to have shortages of food, water, the ability to have jobs, inflation going through the roof, people start to think alternatively because the basic basic needs human need is not marriage; it's food, shelter, and water. Now, yeah, well, and procreate shortages. Nobody's thinking about marriage; they're but thinking about eating. But they're thinking about how do I create community? How do I create a unit that support or a village that supports my sustenance and safety and then you also want to you're you're talking about if there's a catastrophic situation where the entire existence of this world changes no i'm not talking catastrophic yeah i'm talking about about incremental pressures i'm sorry we're having two different conversations i'm saying that if there are incremental pressures that change the way that people think about Vincent just said food shortages yeah i'm 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 talking about I'm i'm not saying that well, but you said you agreed with him, so I'm assuming that I'm, I agreed with the said. point that there there are pressures that people are facing that might um, I think push with them economic to change the way that they think about a family unit. 
If, yes, it, but if I'm, you not, have, I'm, not, I'm not saying that that it wouldn't be extended, but to call, to say that that would be the norm, that would have to drastically change the religious state of the world. Would you say when you're talking about marriage? Are I'm you not talking about marriage? the world. I'm going to I'm gonna be marriage, very honest. Okay, I'm not talking about, about the world. I'm talking country. about in let's about marriage in this country. In this right. country. Right. right. We're looking at states now who are stripping away as much of rights of people who are not like them as mm -hmm. possible. And mm -hmm. they call themselves Christian fundamentalists and Christian, Christian, mm -hmm. right? They're not going away in 20 years. And when you're talking about the majority of marriage, it's not going to be a, a major shift in that way. The coast, well, they don't count. Not a, co a coast, the coasts, the coastal and the big cities, they're not going to dictate the entirety of what marriage is going to be defined as. And even within our own community, they're so Christian fundamentalist that that's not going to shift either. Here's, here's a piece I, I would tend to agree in with 20 you. Years. But in here's the piece years. that I think, here's the piece that I think that might undermine what you're saying is that because the coastal cities are becoming so overpopulated, so expensive to live in, that they are going to be forced to move to these so-called red states, which is going to change the demographic of the way that people live in these other states. And that is going to be the sort of the catalyst to change the, the legislation, to change the legislators that live in those states and will ultimately change the way that people live in those states. And I think that's what we can't account for. The thing is, is that everyone who lives in these big cities and coastal cities do not want that, do not want to have uh, a polyamorous relationships. Because I'm not saying they, polyamorous. Yeah. I'm just saying that maybe they don't want to get married. Maybe they don't want maybe they just want to live and maybe no. marriage doesn't no. look like look at look at the announcements in, in the New York Times every week. I, People are signing up for this. So even if they move to another state, that doesn't mean that they're now taking this idea of a different type of marriage to another state. They're taking their culture and their religion and how they grew up and the things that they learned. They're taking that with them. That's but how that's this a, that's a very that's a very segmented snapshot of the of the country. One generation to another because we learn that from who came before us. Right, but but the well, intent of the intent of the New York Times is to perpetuate that tradition. Yes. So okay. so they're not going to put necessarily polyamorous couples in in the marriage or the nuptial I, uh section. I'm not sure I'm not sure that that matters. I'm just talking about the It amount. does, but I'm not talking about who's getting married and why they get married. There's gay marriages in there too. No, but I'm saying what if the Times started to promote polyamorous couples in in the nuptial sections what if they were that Does would change people's perceptions so maybe it's not, not a part of their agenda to be a part of that shift that does not erase people's cultural their cultural I'm not saying it erases, but what i'm saying is okay the more that so, people are exposed to other different alternative lifestyles or way of yep. looking at life or relationships right. that then gives space for people to for other people who are typically otherwise to occupy that space. That is not going to be a 20 year shift. That is not going to erase well, religious standard. I mean, again, it's I not, is, 20 years is an arbitrary number. I mean, not going to happen. Well, until it's it not happens. you said it wasn't a number I made yeah, up. But, uh, but okay. 
Let's let's let's. I'm just saying 20, I'm not, Nobody knows how many years, but I'm yeah. just saying twenty years is not incredible. Credible when yeah. you think about all of the changes that have happened since twenty years bef- uh, uh, ago. Since two thousand. Yeah. yeah. Since two thousand. Right. So gay, gay marriage. Right. But I mean, j- just not gay marriage, but there's so many changes and shifts that have occurred in the culture that it's not difficult to see why or possible why so many different changes could occur in the way that we relate or identify our family units. Even whatever cultural changes have been made since 2000, they're still not the standard. It doesn't have to be a standard. That's it, it, it's like, started, I don't want to get on that part. So that doesn't. It's so, starting to shift, so it's though. It's not, starting to it's, shift. It's it, starting. You have to acknowledge that it's starting to shift because in 2002, we didn't talk about. In 2002, right. we didn't even talk about standard, polyamorous. But it's definitely something you're that we screaming. I don't really understand what you're saying. In 2002, <laughs> we didn't talk about polyamorous relationships like we do now. Right. So it's right. gradual. In 20 more years. Yes. Yeah. But of course I didn't because, again, it has started to spread. Correct. I didn't hear about it in 2002. Maybe there was a small segment, but now everybody's mm-hmm. kind of talking about it. It's right. on social media. It's in the public eye. 20 years from now, it might be the norm is what we're saying. That will change the way marriage looks. You might still have traditional marriages, but of course. So when you say, I oh, know you, you will have when you say marriage. the norm, you're talking about the average marriage, right? I, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is that it is going to be a shift in the culture. So just like when we were in 1990s, the, nobody the talked about marriage no, will still exist in 20 years because that could. was the original question. It could. It no. Well, well, I think the original question was, will, will marriage, marriage exist? exist the way we know it now? Yes. And Vinny and said I, in 20 years, no, it will not. This I don't want to get, I don't get hung up on that point, because I think in 20 years we are going to see differences in what how marriage is devi- defined. OK, I think we will. I mean, how can we not? Well, I, I said, OK. Oh, OK. All right. Enough of that. I'm answering what the man said. And you all fight me like I like I'm answering something else. You're being literal I, Lenny right now. I'm being, being literal, 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 I'm literal Lenny. <laughs> I'm only I'm only answering what I, I can't answer words that you didn't use. Okay. All right, literal. Decoding 40. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is another episode and we're at the end of it. And I wanted to know uh what you guys learned today. I learned that um I'm going to just hang around uh Alaric's house uh as uh his wife uh starts or is ready to discard <laughs> electronic <laughs> devices. <laughs> I don't know if you're in need of a printer. I got a brand new iPhone. Her, her printer, she's she says it's not working. I haven't looked at it yet, but I, I, I need a new printer, maybe. So uh, you know, I might you know come stroll through Flatbush. <laughs> I'll leave it on the porch. Let's see. I appreciate it. Right. Wow. What about you, Rick? Oh, what did I learn? I learned that um, someone in Iowa needs their ass kicked. There's an attorney that I would really like to see exposed for what they did to this child. Facts. What, what Interesting they that they did not put the attorney's name out. I mean, we, we can do some research and we can find yeah, it. We can, we can find the original. It, it's interesting. Typically, attorneys' names are included mm-hmm. in articles like this. That's, that yeah. is true. What they allowed the system to do to this child is unforgivable. Unforgivable. I don't know if it maybe it's maybe it's a, a, a legal aid attorney or if it's a it doesn't matter. 
But this person did, obviously did not see their own children when they looked at this young girl. And, um, you know, I might have to send her something else again. All right. I learned that lights in the sky are beautiful and they're very beautiful to look at. And they're so beautiful that I keep saying beautiful and it's beautiful. You sound high as hell. I'm not. Lights in the sky. It's beautiful. Lights is good. I was talking about the earlier, man. And then y'all, we got into the whole beautiful thing. Anyway. You're my favorite girl. You're sounding hippie-ish. Sorry. All right. The lights in the sky are beautiful, man. Okay. All right. So. Go for it. Once again, it's another episode of Dakota 40. We thank you guys for listening, of course. Make sure that you listen to us every Friday on all our on all platforms. All right, start uh, hitting us up on IG and uh, Facebook and Twitter and send something to us. All right, give us a call at six one nine nine four zero four zero four zero six one nine nine four zero four zero four zero. Leave a message, text us. Come on, holler at us. Let us know what's up. It's it's a joy for me because I'm always looking at the uh, streaming map. So what happens is the way that this map is set up is it's sort of a heat map. So when we download in certain places and we start to download, there's like a light gray impression. And then when we start to really download or, or we get a number of streams, it's a bright red. So now across America, it's literally a bright red, just kind of bunch of bubbles. Right. So I'm, I'm always I'm always excited when I look at that. So Orlando is bright red right now. Monkeypox. Uh, Atlanta's bright <laughs> Atlanta's bright red. Monkeypox. <laughs> so maybe we're trending with monkeypox. Um, but it's we're almost it's, as contagious. We, we are almost as contagious. But, but you won't get it in your anus. In Los Angeles, in Tijuana, in this weird little town in Mexico. What is this? What? Ensenada. Wow. Is that in Oaxaca? What is Oaxaca? In Mexico, it's a state in in Mexico. Uh, scrolling in, I can't tell. It's on the west coast. Oh, it's Oaxaca. Near, okay, I know what that's at. It's near El Sazul. So Sazal. I, I think Oaxaca's on the east. It's not too far from the airport. El the, Puerto de Ensenado. Well, shout out to all of our Mexican brothers and sisters out there. Yeah, so, th I mean, it's just really cool just to kind of see the streams continue to grow in different areas of the world. And I don't know what's going on in the Caribbean, but I appreciate it. We are really starting to light it up uh, out there. Um, and it's just cool, just cool. So thank you to everyone who is taking time to share with your friends and your family the show. And um, if you haven't already, please go ahead and uh, just say, hey, just just share it with them and just... Let them know, you know, check it out. Let them before, know. Shit. This is the shit. Before, before I say peace, I want to send my prayers out to Puerto Rico and DR who are oh, for sure. going through it right now. P, you know, Puerto Rico has no power. Landslides, flooding, all of that. So, um, you know, to all friends, I don't have any immediate family there right now in Puerto Rico. But, you know, shout out to all, all my brothers and sisters there. You know what I mean? They've already dealt with Maria. The lighting company there is fucked up. But, um, yeah, hopefully they get their power back soon. Peace. Peace, Puerto Rico. Peace, Puerto Rico. And DR.
No doubt. Peace. Thank you for listening to Decoding 40. Tune in this and every Friday via your favorite platform for a new episode of Decoding 40. Go to www.decoding40.com. Make sure you sign up so you can keep following us. But don't keep it to yourself. Spread the word. Thank you for listening to Decoding 40, goddammit.